Hello, everybody. This is the Enthusiasm Project podcast, season two. You episode. don't sound like Tom. <laughs> episode number 16. What are you talking about? Sorry, Tom. I sound exactly like Tom. Actually, no, I don't. I am Tom's fiance, Heather. Hello. Very nice to meet you. And I am hijacking Tom's podcast today because I thought it would be a cool episode for you guys, the audience, to be able to hear from Tom as a guest because I think he uh, doesn't like to talk about himself too much. And I just thought, you know what, let's 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 get this different perspective of Tom. Um, and I, I want to be able to ask him questions that really uh, highlight all the cool parts about him and not the bad parts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Wow. What an but, honor to be here. <laughs> um, someone also told you to poo on camera. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that. So we are live right now on my YouTube channel and my Facebook page. And we have it live so people can send in questions for me to ask Tom. So if we, if it sounds like we're being interrupted, we're kind of like looking at comments, but I will try to keep it, um, streamlined for you guys who are who are listening to the podcast so yeah so hello tom hello. thank you for having me i really it's so yes thank uh, this, you for being here the studio that you're in is just terrific i know this this all, all roadcaster and yes. road mic these are all mine and i've heard about them they're cool they are <laughs> they're cool gear funny how you cool set people. them up <laughs> <laughs> okay so should we just jump into it you're the host i'm just along for the ride as the guest Okay, let's start with this question. How do you feel about being the guest? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I've been the guest on several podcasts over the past few months, and it's been really fun. Yes. he. Okay, when he's been interviewed on other people's podcasts, I'm not in the room. His, you know, his door is closed, but he's always like laughing and just like it goes on for over an hour. And I'm like, what? And then he comes out super amped, and he just had like the time of his life, and that's cool. It's really fun to see how other people like – handle their process and approach things differently and i've been on ones where before they'll send i mean i've been on like three so it's not like <laughs> it's not like a every day or anything but a couple of like one person sent me this whole thing beforehand that was here's google docs here's questions here's everything you need to know other people are literally like ah just call me before and we'll just figure it out as we go and and some people are in between all of which are really fun and i don't even really know these people beforehand it's just something we literally like we meet each other digitally digitally you yeah. know seconds before they press record on their thing and some people do all kinds of processing and the episode comes out four weeks later and other people are like yeah it's up tomorrow so it's cool to see that um i like that it's being the guest is a good learning experience i think this will be fun because i've been fortunate enough to have people tell me lately that they've been listening to the podcast whoa i, I know you shocking <laughs> people actually listen i know that's the point of it but it's still I started it as such a side project to my side project. That, Let me like, tell you guys, okay, as the person who watched him start this thing, watched him come up with the idea and actually execute, he was so just adamant about, I'm. this is the one thing I'm not going to check the analytics for. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put any like too much time and effort. Like I just want it to be a thing where it could be my creative expression and you know whereas youtube it is a, a form of expression for him obviously he loves it very much but there is definitely a process a strategy um you know it 
it is work even though you're having fun doing it but for the podcast you wanted to take a totally like this is just funsies yeah and i mean i still don't really look at the analytics other than that like sometimes you can't ignore them like when i log into my anchor page they're just right there but the bigger thing is actually getting feedback and i'm and people like i'm all the way through season two and i'm like oh my god that's a lot of a lot of things so anyway i don't know necessarily how to talk about myself in a way that's not just that's comfortable so i'm here to help let's get started okay so i'm dividing this interview into three parts gosh you're prepared oh i'm prepared so we're starting with the first part i'm looking at your guys's questions and i will uh add the question into the corresponding part so i'm definitely not ignoring you if i'm not asking that question yet so we're going to start with tom the youtube creator the content creator okay Okay, so you have a YouTube channel called The Enthusiasm Project, and you just hit 17,000 subscribers this morning. Cue the the sound effect, Tom. (laughs) I don't have headphones on, so I can't hear. (laughs) It was perfect. Don't worry. Okay, awesome. So 17,000 subscribers. Let let me ask you this. When you first started your YouTube channel, did you ever think 17,000 people would opt in to subscribing to your content? No. (laughs) <laughs> I did not think that. I was hopeful that 17 people would. And uh, it's kind of a mind-blowing number. and It's really gone up a lot in the past few months, especially. So why did you start your YouTube channel? What was, what was the process for starting your YouTube channel? Was it a long-winded, you know, I, I came up with a plan <laughs> and had this strategy and got the right equipment first? Or was it just like, oh, this would be cool if I just uploaded this video? What was that process like for you, Tom? So we've... We've talked about this on the podcast in bits and pieces, but I don't know that we've ever framed it the way you just framed it. So I think, not to pat myself on the back too much, but I think I started a YouTube channel for the right reason, which was not to have a huge audience, not to make money, not anything like that. It was literally just creative expression. I think that's the best main reason that you can start a a channel because it's so much work and because so much of the work initially, possibly hundreds of videos, possibly years of your time, many months of your time, is is doing it kind of by yourself like with no audience with no feedback really and if you're in it to do something really quick and like make a big you know splash it's probably just not going to happen but if you're doing it because you want to create something you want to share something you want to document something and it's kind of that's where you're coming from that's the key to making it sustainable and that's what i wanted to do i had wanted to start one i just didn't know what to start it about and what i noticed was through my day job as high school digital media teacher, I was, I was not making very much work on my own. A couple times a year I'd make videos and those videos would just be like, they, they were, they would mostly be for like our school district or an organization and they'd be super vanilla, you know, just down the middle of the road, like public education, corporate videos. And I didn't have like a creative voice of my own. And I wanted to start something that was my own, that I could do whatever I wanted, make it how I wanted it. And that's why I started my channel. But I, 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 kind of went backwards since I had equipment. Instead of using all the equipment I had, I got a Sony RX100, which is a little point and shoot camera. And that was the only thing I used for like the first, almost just the first like 30 or 40 videos because I didn't want to worry about lighting or sound or anything. I just wanted super easy, press record, go and like, and then somebody came along and was really the kick in the butt that was like, you just need to be making videos, just make videos. And now she's hosting this podcast. That's and, right. 
And that was really the, and that was key too, because I wanted to start a channel. I had made a few little videos that I was kind of like, I was having fun with them, but I still sort of felt weird. Definitely wasn't telling anyone about it. And then you showed up and you were like, you should be making videos. You should be making more videos. And it was like having someone that I looked up to essentially like give me permission or at least confirm that it was okay was huge. And I, I know I'm not the only one that's felt that way. Yeah. So I think that answered the question. <laughs> so let me fill, fill in some stuff. When Tom and I first met, he hadn't, he, the YouTube channel was there. Yeah. He had uploaded. I had like five or six videos. Yeah. But there was no, I, I don't know. What they was were your, all totally. Where were you at that point? They were, I had uploaded my first video, which was actually a good one. It was all about getting your drone license. I did a whole script. I set it up. It was a really purposeful one. And the rest of the videos were just sort of like, I'll talk about the set that I'm building in my classroom for broadcast. I'll talk about my 3D printers. I'll make a goofy video about like the Apple Pencil or they were just sort of like, I'll just try to make a video. I want to record something. And it was summer break and I just had the time. There was no cohesiveness at all. Okay, cool. What did your channel banner look like at the time? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like if you had no brand, you know, coherence. So there originally back in 2011 is when I wanted to start something called the Enthusiasm Project, which was a blog. And I had made a little WordPress banner that was like black and orange and uh really low resolution because it was 2011 and i was like ah nobody looks at youtube banners who cares and i just uploaded that and it cropped it all weird and that was my youtube banner was this really pixelated thing from 2011. I think that's everyone's yeah yeah I, I truly didn't think it mattered at all yeah yeah it's such a big deal yeah it is. yeah okay so that was your that's where you were now let me fill in when i met tom so he had you know a few videos on his youtube channel and when we met this is gonna sound cheesy if you guys know like you know who, who who we are and our relationship and if you've been kind of following our journey and all of that it's gonna sound cheesy but i i want to say this like as matter of factly as possible when i met tom he he immediately was one of the coolest people I have ever met and I, I swear <laughs> I swear I know that's like okay coming from the fiance of course but like literally I just was so this was someone who you know especially coming from a world of like YouTube creators and creating content and my whole business like I quit my job to start this thing to promote digital literacy and to encourage other people to share their stories on YouTube and social media and stuff like that and I met this guy who who was teaching kids to do that at his program at school, who had built a whole dream studio space to help the kids do that, but was not creating himself, which I thought was so bizarre. Cause it's like these kids, like you are challenging them to make absolutely anything. Like, you know, you're empowering them that they have, they have a voice, they have something worth sharing where's your stuff. And he was like, he was so interesting. He, you know, clearly if you're going to build something like that, you got to have some cool ideas, right? Like you're just a cool person and he wasn't sharing any of those ideas. And so anyway, long story sh long, when we met, I was just like, where's your YouTube channel? Where's your YouTube channel? Just start. Cause whatever you're going to make is going to be awesome. Well, that is and he was flattering. Just like <laughs> 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 and like, I, I, it was just interesting because I really couldn't understand the hesitation. Like that was, that was legitimate. Like you of all people, there you was so people. I like, didn't I have met so oh. many people who've like tried to start YouTube. Well, no offense, right? Like we're all on our own path and stuff like that. But 
I feel like Tom was just primed. I mean, you guys, 17,000 subscribers. This proves it, right? But, like, seriously, like, even from day one, I was like, this guy, the world would be a better place with, with your voice. Aw. Well, well, speaking of just, like, jumping in, because the opposite of that is we met at, like, we met in person at the... Um, at my school. Yes. Because you, you came as an industry partner, like in official capacity to check out my program and sort of just see what was happening. And it was during summer break. I was setting up a studio. You, I, you, you texted me like, okay, I'm here. And this is a meeting the first time, which is on a video on your vlog channel. Yeah. If you want to see the very, very, very first time we met in person, like that's it's on, on YouTube. video. Yeah. But, but I remember walking out to go meet you in the parking lot you're getting out of your car and you're just holding camera recording I was just going, but and like it's weird because that just was my normal like i wasn't like okay i have to i have to make sure i get this moment or anything i i had been so deep into vlogging that it just was like you know you i don't even think about it it's just like second nature and so yeah i was going and he was so surprised that i was already going well i was just, i was i mean okay my very first youtube video or is the drone video i wrote i wrote the script which was pages long which is fine i needed to get that info out there but i spent at least a day and a half rehearsing it like literally just walking around the house like okay doing this reading that literally like as i'm showering okay this and then this and then you need to do this test and that <laughs> I spent an hour and a half setting up my three-point lighting kit that I had borrowed. I spent all this time getting the focus. I spent like days editing it, and it was and, okay. So that that <laughs> is day unnecessary. When we met, I you know he, like he said I was recording as soon as I got out of my car. I was already like halfway through the vlog yeah. because I had started recording at you know I had to go. I take a bathroom break because he's like two and a half hours away. So I was like, I was literally in the bathroom recording the toilet because it, it had this like <laughs> automatic um, toilet seat cover thing. And I was like fascinated by it. So that's what I was like. That was the, the headspace you were in. <laughs> <laughs> when we met. And I just was going. And it was just, it was cool to see like your, um, we've talked about this before, but you know, I don't think you had met that many content creators who were like your same age bracket. None, who literally <laughs> none. Yeah. And I could tell that there was this sense of like, um, I want to be a part of that. You know, like I could, I yes. could, there was just this vibe. It was you like, it was vibing. It was like feeling as though I, I spoke a language that other people around me didn't speak. And suddenly like there was someone who spoke that language yeah. and I could just like communicate in a different way that was natural and easy and all this stuff that I was kind of embarrassed about because it was nerdy or it was ridiculous. You were like, this is cool and that's cool. And I was like, it's cool like i don't know i mean it is cool i yeah, realize that now but that yeah. i just was just like this is i was so scared of like getting made fun of or whatever oh and you know what i'm gonna tell you guys this if you get a chance if you're a fan of tom and all his content i highly encourage you to go to his youtube channel and sort his videos by oldest <laughs> and you can thank me later because it's just it's so I wish he would vlog more. I really wish he would vlog more. They're all There's there. no way he's ever going to do it because, you know, you guys are subscribing for a reason and the branding and all of that. And obviously he enjoys the videos that he makes. But honestly, like his vlogs were, oh my gosh, I was definitely part of the notification squad. <laughs> like first one to comment. They're just so cool. They're so fun. They're so like, I don't know. It was just so cool. That was, they were, they were really fun to make. Yeah. And uh, no one watches them, you know, now. Yeah. I mean, no one watched them then either, but... <laughs> No one watches them now, too. <laughs> anyway, go check them out because they're awesome. <laughs> so, okay, next question. 
Uh, now that you're 17,000 subscribers, how many videos are we on? Uh, 182. Oh my gosh. Well, te that's, yeah, there's a couple unlisted like live streams and things. So I'm not counting those 182 episodes that are edited videos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is one thing that you have learned about the YouTube world or creating on YouTube that other people don't know or is a, a misconception maybe um or something that just like you wouldn't know until you actually are this far in i mean the, the biggest thing is sustainability so i think people do think like well, i made five videos i made 10 videos like my channel's not taking off what's wrong it's like i know you're gonna <laughs> have to make a lot more and it's probably still not gonna take off that much but it it grows it, it it will grow eventually if you're putting yourself out there and you're being authentic and genuine. YouTube is a platform that thrives on authenticity. And I think we're really seeing that currently where everybody is kind of locked at home and a lot of shows that traditionally are done in studios are being done at home. The hosts and the shows that can lean more into authenticity seem to be doing a bit better because they're on a platform where that is the currency. Um, and beyond that, it's it's really embracing the things that make you, you. So even it's been kind of recent in maybe the past like three months that I've really tried to double down on like yes. cheesy jokes and puns in my I videos. I hope you guys have been able to notice that because <laughs> I, I have the privilege of being able to watch all privilege. of Tom's videos first before they even go on YouTube. <gasps> <gasps> <Wow>. <laughs> and all you had to do was say you're going to marry me to get that privilege. <laughs> but... but but that's a thing like, so I've, I've been doing cheesy jokes in my classroom for years. Like that's when I start, usually I'll start my classes by doing like a lecture or workshop or whatever, just daily announcements is what we're doing, give everyone direction and then we go and like everyone does their thing because everything's so project-based. And before we do the like break at the end of my thing, it's always like, it, it just now it's sort of like a routine in all the classes where it's like, are there any questions? And I'm like, is there a joke of the day? There is the joke of the day, blah, 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 blah. And it's just cheesy jokes that I can find that will be entertaining. And part of me is like, gosh, that's almost distracting because I can, I can be delivering all this knowledge I think is really important. And kids are just like, what's the joke? <laughs> and it's like, okay, pay attention to the stuff I'm saying and then the joke. But at the same time, I've had so many kids like after graduation or whatever tell me that that helped so much because it made the class so much fun. It brightened their day when they were like feeling down or whatever. It just did something that was goofy and it's just sort of become this endearing thing of like cheesy jokes. But for some reason on my channel, I was just so worried about getting the information out that I was, I was worried it was almost becoming too dry. And I was like, but I'm cheesy and I make cheesy jokes all the time. So I'm going to make sure in every video, not only are there just the normal puns and goofy things I would do in my real life, but I'm going to try to actually do like set up punchline old school style joke, you know, that's probably going to be really bad, but it's going to be sprinkled in there somewhere. And I've started to notice people really responding to that in the same way my students do, where it's like, that's kind of the thing they're looking for. That's it's, it's sort of this really fun thing, but that's, that's my, like, that's my way of connecting with an audience that's the thing that I can bring to the table. That's not necessarily unique to me, but the way I'm doing it is unique to me. And I have known other creators like Peter Lindgren is um, one of my favorite YouTube creators in like the photo video world. He had a channel that completely blew up last year. 
Um, and he's a super nice guy. He's from Sweden, and so English isn't his first language. And early on in his channel, he talked about how he was trying to figure out, you know, does he speak Swedish? Does he speak English? Does he need to redo his videos to get rid of the accent? Blah, blah, blah. And then it, it, um, it just came down to, like, it's okay to have a Swedish accent. It's okay to mispronounce things. It's okay to do all that. And that and then his channel blew up you went from like 10,000 to 300,000 almost subscribers in the span of a few months and the more you can lean into you I guess whatever your thing is if your thing is being super high energy if your thing is being mellow and laid back if you like cheesy jokes if you like really in-depth technical information whatever that is lean into it because regardless of what you're talking about it's your perspective on that thing that makes you unique and that's what people will end up wanting to connect with and identify with and that's what's going to make you special in this really crowded world it's crazy how long it took you to figure that out oh my god i mean it took me a while <laughs> to figure that out. i think it takes you know i think it's normal for it to take a while but um well there's i think it's a different level too because there's first you just have to like get comfortable yeah. <laughs> making videos get comfortable Putting on camera out figure out yeah. your style like it's sort of like if you talk about like the hierarchy of needs in the video world figuring out that is definitely an upper level thing the base level is just trying to get your stuff out there and made which is uh you know tricky <laughs> so i would say that you have figured out a uh, a system a process sure okay, you've made 182 videos where we have a system now yeah what is the hardest part is there still a hard part? Oh, yeah. Is there still a struggle to this whole content creating thing? Because I think, especially, you know, 17,000 to me is a huge milestone. I think that's like, if you're starting from zero or you're still like under a thousand, you're like, wow, 17,000? That's amazing. That's ridiculous. You must know everything. Like, you must have it all <laughs> figured out, right? What's the hard part? The, so there's a couple that I struggle with. Personally, ideas aren't too much of an issue because I'm really good at my idea notebook, which I've talked about lots of times before. And that's just having a notebook, a physical notebook where I write down all of my ideas. Um, and that's huge. So when I need ideas, I can just flip through there and find the one I want to make. So I'm not super struggling with ideas. Uh, I do struggle with thumbnails and titles, which are sadly in a way the most important thing because that's doesn't matter yeah. how good the video is people aren't going to click on it if it doesn't have a good thumbnail and a good title so that's really tough and trying to make like take a great thumbnail photo make it just so interesting and appealing that someone would want to click on it but have it be like on brand quote unquote so it fits in with the other ones have the title be interesting not clickbaity but it's that is really tricky i struggle with that i also do this thing where i get really nervous before i make a video really yes i didn't know that i get really nervous i mean you probably didn't know it but i bet you can tell if i just get a little like kind of antsy and like i just there's sort of this anxiety of like i have all my ideas and it's like okay like can i pull this off can i even if it's not complicated like that. oh that's how i feel like can i like is it gonna work is the camera gonna work right is it gonna sound good am i gonna mess something up and i'm gonna leave something out i'm gonna get all the shots that i need it's just sort of like is everything gonna come together and do it and i get I get really nervous before every video and then I feel really relieved Once when it's, it's all over. done and I've checked everything and I'm like, okay, it sounds good. Everything's there. <laughs> you pushed record. I've got my freaking bullet points that I check off. So yeah. all I have to do is hit all the bullet points and it's done. But yeah. for some reason, I'm surprised every time that it happens and I still get very nervous every time. So you have a community now. You have a, you, can you I have that? a really cool community yeah. of people. Yeah. Right. So you have a, 
you know, there are people that you know, there mm -hmm. are regulars, you have your, you know, um, people who watch every video. Yeah, yeah. Um, describe your community. Can Do they all look the same? <sighs> do they have like the similar goals? It seems like, I haven't done like crazy analytical research, but my community seems to be, uh, well, I mean, I know like the analytics that it's, is there music playing in the background? Yeah, that's the dishwasher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's like the washing machine is not on. Um, I have I have the analytics, so I know the ages and things, but they kind of spread out between, you know, early 20s, 50s, 60s, most people kind of around my age-ish, our age. Um, but, and, and mostly male in terms of subscribers, but the key thing, regardless of age, location, whatever, is a lot of them are people who are trying to make stuff, and a lot of them are at that point where they're where I was when we met, where they're at the like I have everything, I want to do it, I got the idea, but I'm just I haven't like pushed record yet, and they they're finding a lot of help and motivation through my videos, which is really really cool. Uh, in general, they're super positive, super curious, super proactive, which is really fun to engage with. Um, I know YouTube like. There's, you know, there's bad comments everywhere. I get bad comments for sure. I just had to block a few. I know. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't bringing it up, but I was watching that whole thing happen. Um, that happens, but I feel like, I feel like in general, the photo video community on YouTube is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and everyone's there to make stuff. Yeah. And, cool. and I feel like because of where I've positioned myself as not expert filmmaker, but just more like video production guy, like I'm okay admitting what I don't know. I kind of use equipment that is sort of like, it's not low end budget, but it's not what they're gonna use in like a Hollywood film probably. It's still like hobby budget. It's like higher end hobby budget stuff. So it's attainable to like an average, it, I think there's an accessibility there that's important. And it just seems to have brought out like a really cool group of people that's super fun to deal with. That's awesome. Yeah, I know, I'm really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? Do you have any like big things in the pipeline? Well, we've talked about a few on podcasts. so. Uh, ideally at some point, I don't know if this would be possible. I would love to be able to make two YouTube videos a week. <laughs> I don't know. I did it this week. <laughs> I released two this week. Yeah, but we're getting a puppy. So really, yeah, good luck with that. I know. <laughs> so that might not happen. I would like to finish. Well, I'd like to start and then make my online course. So excited for that. Heather just locked herself away basically all of last month to redo and revitalize hers, which I talked about in last week's episode. It's really, really good, but that was a, great model of me seeing like okay what it, it takes it's very different than just making a youtube tutorial video like it's a lot more in depth it's a lot more like designing something for the actual classroom um i would love to do an online course just because i think i could make a good one i think i can make a helpful one i think it'd be a fun process and i would definitely love to have another stream of revenue just because i that's important especially in these crazy times to not just have all your eggs in one basket for sure um those are really the big the biggest things i'm doing right now because i just i want to just keep upping my video game and just making not my video games but my game <laughs> in the world of videos and just i'm really happy with what i'm doing and i just want to keep doing it sweet all right, we're moving on to phase two because I'm I'm looking at the time here and I don't want I don't want this to be like the longest podcast episode ever. Uh, so we're moving on to Tom the teacher, which you have talked about Tom the teacher, I think pretty you know in depth yeah. on your podcast. Yeah, I bring it up. 
So I think I only have one question aside from any audience questions that come in about you being a digital media production teacher for high school students. If you guys want to ask questions, now's the time. But my question is for the class of 2020. Okay. What is your one piece of advice? What what, what would you say? What are your, uh, you know, what's your um, commencement speech in a nutshell? How you know what wise words can you leave? I don't know. Part? Okay, I have been for through, high school students. I've been through this. a number of graduations. Okay, a lot of them because not only my schools, but we also do live streaming of other schools' graduations. So typically every year I'll go through about four high school graduations, and over the past ten years, it's a lot of graduations. I have heard the speech of whatever year, class of year, it is our time to show <laughs> the world we have done. And it's like guys like this year's not that different from last year honestly class of 2020 definitely has a different situation because their year essentially ended two-thirds of the way through and they they've gotten a weird they've just not had the best luck so class of 2020 is tough um they're going to be coming into a world where everything's a little bit different and so the biggest advice i can give in that is to do your absolute best to remain optimistic and to not be afraid to let the world know what you have to offer in that your skills, your interests, your whatever, like you, like people aren't going to come to you and ask you, you need to let people know what you have to bring to the table. And that ties into what we have talked about in my class before, which was that the world does not care about you, which sounds really bad at first, but we've had these class discussions where it's like the world doesn't doesn't care about you. You know, you're in high school and you've got teachers and you've got staff and you've got these people who, if they don't hear from you, they're going to email you and check in and they're going to talk to you and they're going to do all this stuff. But the the rest of the world, the real yeah, world, when you graduate. Yeah. Nobody cares. You, you yeah. don't, you don't go to work. Okay. You get fired. You don't go yeah. to your college classes. Okay. You're dropped or you fail and you just lose your money. Nobody cares. But I frame that as because the world doesn't care about you. It means the world's also not actively trying to stop you. It's not necessarily trying to help you. It's not trying to stop you. It's in a way indifferent towards you, which puts you in the position of power to do what you want with your life and your time. And when you're young and you're starting out, that's the time to really kind of experiment and figure out what you want. And anytime you have a goal, that's a good place to be. It doesn't matter really what the goal is as long as it's positive. But if you're just sort of aimless and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just sort of wasting every day, that's bad. If your goal is something and you pursue it, it's going to take you down all these other roads that you didn't know were there, but it's not going to happen if you don't have a goal. So staying optimistic, letting the world know what you have, having a goal and pursuing it. I mean, those are the, really the keys. And of course, work hard, be kind, have fun. The three keys to success <laughs> sure. by Tom. That's me. Yes. Okay, cool. So we have a question from the audience. Hooray. Mr. JRH, uh, what got you into teaching? Was it the summers off? <laughs> summers off are definitely nice, not going to lie. Um, but the re- those hours are made up for during the rest of the school year let me just tell you um summers off are great i wanted to go to film school as a kid and i was really scared of the uncertainty of the film school lifestyle and the budget and i also really liked teaching and i was really good at english and i decided when i was in high school that teaching would be really cool it seems like a really positive thing to do it leaned into one of my strengths and it would open up through summers and through a solid paycheck an opportunity to do other stuff that I wanted to do on the side without having to put the pressure of 
that being my main source of income on it, which uh, is kind of exactly what happened. So, yay. No regrets? <laughs> uh, no, no, regr no regrets on that, especially, n well, I graduated high school in tw 2004. Um, now it's definitely a little bit different, the world of film school and not film school, mm. but I definitely don't regret the inexpensive community college, state school for a subject I was interested in, no student debt by the end of it, like that that I've learned and I've learned so much over the past 10 years teaching that like you're a great teacher you're thank like you. <laughs> perfect for it thanks um let's see we have a comment here hello sweetie ask Tom how to keep persistence on doing something he's so dedicated I don't know that's such a good question you know what <laughs> like literally this is my fiance he is so consistent I am not <laughs> I am like so not I mean, one of the first things I'll tell you if you meet me is like I have ADHD. I found out I had ADHD when I was 30. So it was interesting being <laughs> diagnosed as an adult and an entrepreneur who works for herself. Like my mind is just like I work best when um, someone is telling me what to do. Like I, I would be the best like second person, uh, second in command. Like if you tell me what the goal is, I will make it happen. I will do it the best way that you could ever imagine. But actually making the decisions and figuring out what to focus on, I have trouble. <laughs> Tom is good at all of those things, just all of it. He's yeah, just that's amazing. me. I'm just, He's just you're perfect. welcome. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you are able to work, maintain your normal job, maintain a YouTube channel and still have it grow and now have a podcast and still have sanity. And, and I never get stressed <laughs> and I never make myself sick over it, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So anyway, what's your, how do you keep persistence on doing something? How do you stay so dedicated? So one is doing something you actually like to do. So I like teaching. I like having a YouTube channel. That really helps. If I were just going to like, I don't know. Yeah, then you're dragging your feet to do something. Yeah, if I was going to the dog food factory every day, it might not be my ideal job. Maybe it would be, but probably not. The other part is uh, growing up like... I like we didn't have a lot and my parents especially my mom worked really really hard I mean my dad worked really really hard as well but what I saw with my mom was she hadn't gone to school she hadn't gone to college after high school and it wasn't till I was in like my early teens that she went back to school and I saw like trying to take care of me and provide for me and then also going to work every day with like an hour commute then going to night school in some cases the classes being an hour and a half away and then a two and a half hour commute home and then just doing that every single day. And that was just, and then somehow managing to like take care of everything at home and even go hiking on the weekends and, and just sort of with, with very little, I mean, making it happen and very little income and very, and it was just sort of like, we lived in a small house that wasn't very fancy, but it was really like well taken care of with the little like old, you know, old hand-me-down furniture and everything that we had and that just kind of stuck with me on like that I guess that work ethic got instilled and then it's just sort of because you have a goal I remember uh, deciding to sign up for my teaching credential program after I graduated because I was at this crossroads where I had my bachelor's degree the economy was terrible because it was 2009 and I didn't know what to do and so I was thinking of just going to art school and getting another degree and going in a different direction. And I got accepted into Art Center, which was a really hard school to get into, but it was gonna be like over 200 grand. 
And then the teaching credential program was like 20 grand total for uh, teaching credential and masters. And I was like, okay, one of those numbers is way more manageable than the other. And the art school one, because of the schedule, you can't work while you do it. So you can't earn money to spend the money. Yeah, it's tricky. And so I remember I was like, okay, teaching credential program. I looked at it. It was like a two-year program. If you work your butt off and you sign all these waivers, you might be able to do it in one year. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to sign up and I'm not going to do anything for another year. Like I'm not going to hang out with friends. I'm not going to go on trips. I'm not going to, I'm just going to be a hermit who does nothing but school and work for the next year. Um, but knowing that there's an end goal. And then that's what I did. And it's it, so it, crazy. It really sucked at a lot of times, but knowing you're like, okay, there's, there it's not 40 not years yeah. it's this one year and, and the same thing goes i mean it's just i don't know i always worked went to school worked multiple jobs like just having a goal and doing whatever you need to do to get there it's tricky but i just can't i i'm so scared of losing things and not not doing what i need to do that i'm too scared to not do it so okay so that's like life but, so it's fear motivated but, <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about something like your podcast or youtube like how do you stay consistent like okay so it's been over a year now that you've uploaded a youtube video every thursday 5 15 a.m it's just i mean you treat it the same way you would treat a job like i can't go to work there you go. I can't go to work on the days that i kind of feel like it most of the days when i wake up at 5 15 i do not feel like going to work you well, go. every of the days but you but you have to go and it's just kind of the same thing like i i want to do this now that there's audience and people watching like i actually want you people, want to show for them yeah i want i want that to be there for them i'm a little more lax with the podcast that's the thing that if <laughs> if something does happen and i can't do one for that week or whatever i'll let it slide for a week and and everyone seems pretty cool with that i try not to do that very often but like sometimes like i can only do so much mm -hmm. um yeah, it's just treating it this with the same respect. I put a lot of hard work into it and not taking it seriously feels like it's disrespectful to the time, energy, and effort that went into it. All right, this, this question is from Tony Garcia. <laughs> when you need to be amped up, what's your go-to song to get motivated? Tony, my master teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, my first day in a classroom was as a sub for his class. Um, go-to song to get at, amped up really depends. Any Aquabat song will do. Um, a lot of Green Day will do, and a lot of... You would say Green Day over Blink-182? To get amped, yeah. And a lot of the interrupters will just, like... It's just that, like, energy, punk rock, like, let's go do this thing kind of, like, attitude. I, I really get into that a lot. <laughs> Captain JC Rage said, 100% agree. As long as you love what you do, it will not be an easy task. And time seems to just fly. It will not be an easy task. Yeah. And time seems to just fly. Yeah. And, and it's tricky because I always say like, oh, you should have fun while you're doing this. Fun while you're doing this. Having fun doing something. I think maybe I'm phrasing it wrong, but it's like you should enjoy or get a satisfaction out of what you're doing. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy or fun, but it means like, like I remember picking up a camera for the first time, loving it, being excited about it. It doesn't mean every time... I need to record something it's the easiest most fun thing in the world but there's that like sense of this is a thing i love doing and i really want to keep doing this and that's really key mm -hmm. yeah you enjoy it yeah yeah all right let's move on to tom the person uh -oh. oh yeah captain said it will be an easy task yes it will be an easy <laughs> task. okay tom the person mm -hmm. first question okay when's the wedding oh that's a great is this your question or is <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> 
Is this from this, the audience? This is uh, from me. Okay, this is a great question. So we, we got engaged in October. Yes, we did. And then we set a wedding date for this October. Yes, we did. And then the world shut down. Yes. <laughs> and then, then there you go. And yeah, and so... And then our wedding date originally wasn't really affected, except that we live in the Coachella Valley, and then the Coachella Music Festivals got rescheduled to when? The actual wedding date, our week, yes. the weekend of our wedding date. Which sort of put a wrench in everything, not necessarily for us booking venues, but in terms of availability for guests to be there and price rates for everything, you know, doubled or more. Yeah. So then we're trying to switch that around and then everything shut down and now we don't really know when things are going to reopen. So we don't know when like the ceremony, the party ceremony thing will happen. Hopefully 2020, but we don't know. What we do know is that last week we submitted paperwork through our county for a marriage license because they said they'd start doing virtual yeah, marriage things. through video conference. <laughs> the governor declared it for the next 60 days. You can do that. And I was like, oh, hello. Figure it. Let's figure this out. Well, that's the most important part is the actual getting married part more yeah. so than just having a. And we don't know, like, even when things are open, how many people are going to want to travel and stay in hotels. And like, we don't know. I just don't. I can't see a world where like a wedding happens yet. Right. I, I just I don't know when that's going to be. And until I. I can feel that like reassurance of like, yes, we're opening our doors. People can come in. There will be vendors and people and food. And, you know, we're all we're I don't want like my wedding pictures to have everyone with face masks on, you know. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, we we just want to get married and then we'll definitely have a big celebration party at some point. Yeah. So right now we're looking at video conference through the county what commissioner or whatever, county clerk. Yeah. Um, and possibly um, some tie into Animal Crossing, <laughs> if yeah. possible. And YouTube Live. And you, yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be very digital media savvy. If we met on YouTube, why not get married? On yes. Okay. Cool. All right. So this is just gonna be uh, rapid fire okay. questions. Um, and if you guys have more, let me know. Let's do it. Here we go. Favorite ice cream? Uh, anything with fudgy brownies. Oh wait, no. Uh, birthday cake remix from Coldstone. Favorite YouTube channel? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Heather okay. just create. <laughs> okay. Besides mine. Okay. And then you can name three. Okay. Ooh, film riot because I wouldn't be able to do my job without them. Uh, this is so hard. I really do love Peter Lindgren and I love, Oh, I'm going to say Luke Towan because he's great. And I have gotten so much therapy from his channel. Favorite music artist? The Aquabats. Oh, duh. Yeah, that's easy. Favorite food? Sandwiches. Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Tommy Boy. Random fact? Random fact. I am scared of drains. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so For scared. For my whole life. I hate drains. I hate empty pools. The worst. Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, I just got here. Um... Hi, CN. <laughs> Tony says, has a decision been made on the breed of dog you'll be looking into? Yes. Yes. Actually, we have picked out our puppy. Heather made a video. All, well, not really all about that. Heather made a video about our last dog, which kind of briefly touched on this. But yeah. um, we cannot replace our Corgi, Ollie, who passed away. And he, he was just irreplaceable. Yeah, he was a very unique guy from the time I met him at eight weeks old. He was just one of a kind. 
he's just he was just a very unique guy um but he was a corgi and corgis have certain traits that just sort of carry it they're they're very strong-minded they're very goofy they're very smart they're very people focused um and so we definitely decided that we wanted that corgi vibe to continue on and so we found a tri-colored fluffy <laughs> corgi with a tail which is just like a, a unicorn <laughs> yeah so it's it's corgis aren't supposed to have tails ollie had a tail this guy has a tail this guy's also fluffy coated which is it's not a health thing but it's just sort of a genetic thing where corgis aren't supposed to be kind of fluffier and this guy's fluffier and he's mostly black and white so he's still a corgi but he's looks totally different than ollie um we haven't met him in person yet but he sounds like his personality is different of course um and so our pickup date is in a couple weeks yes we're so excited yeah yeah, it's been a lot of prep and watching YouTube videos about puppy training. Yeah, we're doing a lot of like puppy prep, um, but that's been that's been super fun. I mean, now it's crazy. Like, if you want to get a dog now, it's really hard. Like, which is good. Animal shelters are largely empty. Um, if you're talking to breeders, they have like nothing available. It's very hard to find to find dogs now because everybody's at home and wanting to adopt dogs. My hope is that they continue to take care of those dogs once they go back to work. For us, we wanted one, well, we wanted one, but also um, we want to make sure we got one. Heading into summer is good because I have time off, off where I'm not trying to do digital school, but like it's actual time off, spend it with the puppy, um, get things kind of in a good place before I go back to work, whatever going back to work looks like. Are you getting a dog through breeder scandal? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I've had pound dogs, I've had breeder dogs, I've had, um, I mean, Ben is under the table that we're sitting at. He was just an accident. <laughs> um, so I've had all the dogs, but yeah, breeder's good. What, I mean, it really depends on the breeder. Um, but being able to know the health history of the dog's family and parents and something is something we decided was really important. We wanted to prioritize. Um, because God, we want to do everything we can to, to get as many gears possible with a dog yeah uh so those are all the questions i had i'm trying <sighs> to see if there was something that um that was fun was it i, I had a lot of fun <laughs> i'm trying to think if there's something i didn't um ask um what okay so we're almost halfway through 2020 mm -hmm. do you remember what your new year's resolution was and <laughs> has it changed <laughs> <laughs> i i don't remember what the resolution was we did our new year's eve live stream where we're like new decade yay oh my god and gosh. now it's like 2020 so, like, like bad for our naive selves who uh, no i know um but okay we're we make the most of what we got right we're in a far more fortunate situation than many many people and we try to do our best to remember that so you you talked about your uh goals for the enthusiasm project do you have any other goals that you want to share maybe personal goals that you want to share for the rest of the year i know hmm. we, we're getting married well we're getting a puppy yes. and so, all these things but. so here here kind of like i before all this happened i was having a lot of stress at work where i oh was oh my god it was you bad know, honestly like i yeah I don't, I don't i feel bad saying this but like <laughs> There were days where I just would look at him when he would come home and he, it just was this negative, like sad energy of fatigue. 
it, you were just so exhausted. It was bad. And I think that this whole thing has hopefully been some kind of reset, not just for me, but for a lot of people. I know that having this thrown on us and then seeing the way people I work with are handling it and the things that they're doing. And I have a totally different appreciation and a different view on a lot of people that I work with. And I hope that I think everybody kind of feels that a little bit. And I hope that when we go back to working in person, we remember that. <laughs> and and maybe like, I, I hope to just keep things in perspective more where it's like we can focus on the stuff that matters, ignore the stuff that really doesn't matter and put the like humanity first. Oh, isn't that a slogan from somebody? Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're so uh, yanged out. It like literally got into my subconscious. Um, but hopefully to the point where we can put like where we can literally just remember that more we than anything. Yeah. I think that that's kind of my goal is keep things in perspective, focus on what really matters the most. Um, you know, and having like having lost Ollie this year, Ben had a health scare a couple weeks ago. Like it's it, been a rough year. Yo. The <laughs> point where you can sit in a room and live stream is such a privilege. And like, it's yeah. just I like being able to focus on those kinds of problems is something I want to appreciate and not be stressed out about. So we had a, another question that I forgot to ask a uh, question to uh, from Mr. JRH. What do you think about Tesla possibly moving to Texas? <laughs> That's I'm the person to come to for your Tesla news. <laughs> I do have Tesla stock, which has always done very well. Uh, but Elon Musk seems to be going crazy. So I don't know. I, I was actually, actually, I thought this was good. I was reading a, an article about this that then, of course, went into the comment section. Um, and the, uh, there was a whole discussion in the comments about that in general industries do better industries are filled with these people who rise to positions of power and think that they can't be replaced things are better when people in those positions know that they're replaceable because it spurs it just changes their perspective on things and so if tesla wants to shut down and leave or whatever if you think there aren't other people out there who want to be innovative and want to take like you it's it's not like i know like I like a lot of the things they do. I like a lot of things Elon Musk does. He's not the only smart guy who has good ideas. Um, and it seems like he's just gone sort of off the rails lately and maybe needs to be reminded of that a little bit is what I'll say. He just had a kid, so maybe. And maybe <laughs> he's getting no sleep and he's stressed out, then I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is the black and white cookie still your favorite? The black and white cookie native to New York City <laughs> is one of my favorites, but a classic chocolate chip will always be the favorite. Dark chocolate chip. Okay, we're going to wind down here. I have another question I just thought of. If okay. you can go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know there, there's other answers. We wanted to go to Japan on our honeymoon. I would I love to be able to go we one will. day. Yeah. One day. So I, I'm tempted to go like, I would love to go to Japan because that means everything's okay and we could travel. You know where I would really want to go that isn't just like home with everyone? I would love to go back to the hotel we stayed in in Zermatt, Switzerland and just enjoy oh, peace and serenity and happiness and be able to bring the dogs. And that's where I would want to go. So um, Tom has a video on his YouTube channel where 
he it is kind of a vlog yeah from our trip to switzerland when we left this hotel that we stayed at. unexpectedly because i messed up our train tickets we had to leave a night early this like hotel Mattial, zermatt switzerland can't get better than that he started crying <laughs> yes for a long time I will still tear he up was, if I think about he it. He was so sad that we had to leave, and it was so I felt so bad. But honestly, guys, like it, it, it's not a hotel; it's an experience because literally <laughs> our balcony was in the middle of the Alps, and like there was this one day where, like the the like morning fog had come in, and it was like kind of sprinkling, and then the the like view outside our window was like the alps there was also a freaking like bridge with a train going over with a waterfall if you look behind the the hotel it was the matterhorn yeah i mean like that was and then like the rain's falling and we just had the doors open and it was like this is incredible like that's a paragliders yeah i'm never gonna forget yeah anyway that's a good one (sighs) my dream is to go back there and stay in that same room at some point of all of Heather's friends who live in New York, who's your favorite? Um, well, We'd be so happy that you guys got to hang out. Yeah, it would definitely be Sue Yun, uh, who is just, I'm really happy that Heather has you as a friend. Oh, cute. <laughs> you guys are very good for each other. Uh, let's see. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, I've thought about this one. I've, I had a great answer, and I don't remember what it was because it's that <laughs> it's clearly that important to me. Um, the power of, I don't know. I, I don't really like, I don't know, invisibility. No, power lame. To, find the power to fly. The power Lame, to, even lamer. Why would you fly if you can teleport? That's true. I don't even like heights. Oh, power of teleportation. Yes. yes. Or the power of telekinesis. Nah, I could do without that. I, I, you could. Clearly, but. I'm opinionated on this. <laughs> um, okay, so teleportation number one. Teleportation's a number good two, one. Number two, photogenic memory. I would love to just be able to like read a book and I know everything. That would be awesome. Um, and then healing. So healing. <laughs> this is like okay, because you wouldn't really want to live forever, though, would you? Yeah. Okay. Fine. But like, can I cure cancer? Okay. Yeah, you can. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we have to go one more question. Um, what is your favorite? So you said mind control. Mind control. Korea during fall season is amazing. You should definitely go there. Oh, Captain Korea. Captain J.C. Rage said that. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> South Korea. Mind control. Would you want to control minds? I wouldn't want to get in anyone's. I don't. Else's yeah, I don't want to get in anyone's. <laughs> I don't want to affect free will of others. I just want to do my own thing. <laughs> I can Maybe see that's why like I went towards invisibility because it's like I'm just going to disappear and be over here for a while. <laughs> Tom wants to have like the littlest effect on people unless it's a positive <laughs> impact. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yes, but there we go. <laughs> he constantly thinks he's an inconvenience. Um, healing, <laughs> helping humankind was third just saying. Yeah, when I said telekinesis, I was imagining literally like the TV control. <laughs> I know, but that's it. Like that's all you would get. I don't know. <laughs> it's like you know. You oh, okay. Oh, you were saying something though. I forgot what I was saying. Okay. That was fun. Thank you for hosting this. 
and managing comments and keeping it upbeat and keeping me I on track. That was okay. That was a multi. That was quite the effort. Yeah, I'm impressed. Well, um, if you guys are listening to this podcast and if you want us to do this again, we should totally do it in like three months. Well, what I we'll would love to do, I was going to ask you this what? off pod because off I pod. <laughs> because I didn't want to put you on the spot. But I would love to flip the tables back and do the same thing, but switched. Oh, yeah. With you in the hot seat and me asking questions. Let's do it. I think that would be really Anytime. interesting. Cool. Well, probably for the next week's podcast. Well, we're going to end the podcast and then we're going to keep live streaming. Okay. So if you're still here, hang out with us. And if you're listening to the podcast, where can people find our wonderful guest host, Heather? At youtube.com slash Heather Just Create. And of course, I'm at Sodar and Tom and all the things. And on the podcast, if you visit anchor.fm slash enthusiasm, uh, you can find it there. But you can also leave a voice message and yes, be included in a future in. episode, which would be super fun. If you had anything to add to our discussion today, any points you want to bring up, any questions, add them there and we will go ahead and do that. So thank you for listening. Thank, thank you to you Heather. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tom. My name is Tom. <laughs> this has been the Enthusiasm Project and we will see you next time. 